Hey, Committer Quit fam. Eddie Nam here. Hope you're all doing well. This week's episode is a little different in that neither Eric nor Brian will be joining the conversation today. Thank goodness. But you know what? It's okay because we have someone even better stepping in. My wife, Brittany. Hi, everyone. It's Brittany. Excited to be here. You're doing great. You may have heard me mention Brittany in some of our past episodes or across any of the other podcasts that I've been on so far. But this is the first time that she's actually on the podcast. So Brittany, how do you feel right now? I'm good. You're doing great. Um, You know, I'm so glad that you're finally on this podcast because I feel like podcasts have just consumed so much of our daily lives. Um, It's a lot. Yeah. But you feel pretty good right now? About? Just being on here? Yeah, I'm a little nervous. Yeah. But I'm taking one for the team. Yeah. Just just typical Brian and Eric letting us down over and over again. But I'm sure this will be the best podcast episode yet. So what have we been up to during quarantine? I, I feel like we should just like ice break there. Like what is, what's it been like living with Eddie Nam during <laughs> quarantine 2020? It's been good. It has its ups and its downs. But for the most part, it's been good. We haven't had a lot of just us time because one of the best things about quarantine is all the time we've been spending with our family. We spent a month with your brothers, which was fun and also chaotic at the same time. Yep. And then now we're with my family and my brothers, and that's pretty much the same too. So. Yep. That That's pretty much it. So, uh, you know, Brittany's been very active during this time and she's been working out and running almost every morning. Brit, why don't you go in and tell our listeners how I've been during this week? <laughs> He's gone outside twice. I've gone outside twice. And why is that? I don't know. Because I'm working hard, trying to pay the bills. Mm. Okay, moving on. Okay, so… Hopefully you guys have had an, a little glimpse of Brittany and she's going to definitely get more comfortable throughout the podcast, but she's doing great so far. So for those of you tuning in for the first time, Commit or Quit is a show where we discuss our initial reactions to the latest K-dramas, TV shows, and occasionally movies. At the end of our discussion, we ultimately decide do we commit or quit the show. As a heads up, this podcast will contain some spoilers to the movies and shows being reviewed. So please keep that in mind before listening to the rest of our conversation. Rest assured, we'll try not to spoil too much. Okay, so on today's episode, we're taking a break from K-dramas and the Nam Brothers and discussing a TV show that's been on our watch list for quite some time now. Um, And it is called The Good Place. I'm excited about this one. You know, we had Manny Jacinto on last week's episode. And dude is super handsome and chiseled and a great actor. So I was very much looking forward to seeing him in action in this show. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it is a fantasy comedy series that aired on NBC from September 2016th to January 2020. And leading the star-studied ensemble cast is Kristen Bell. Who of course we all know as Anna from Frozen and also Forgetting Sarah Marshall. And also <laughs> uh, Dak Shepard's wife. Cool. We love his podcast. We love his podcast. It's pretty good. We're getting there. So yeah, I was really looking forward to this show. Um, in part because of the cast, but also, you know, what the show is about, right? The afterlife, which we'll dig right into. So sit back, relax, and get ready for this week's episode of Commit 
or quit. Cue the jingle. Hey, uh, what do you want to watch? I don't know. Oh, I actually heard this is really good. What do you say? Should we commit or quit? So there are four seasons total. It's available to stream on Netflix. It was created by Michael Schur, who's the co-creator of Parks and Recreation and producer and writer for The Office and also the co-creator of Brooklyn Nine-Nine. We never watched that before. But Britt, you're a big fan of both of those shows. I love The Office. And Parks and Rec. Yeah, I like that too. Yeah. And you know… Both really funny. Brittany, uh, you know, she grew up on these types of sitcoms and you know, she watches Seinfeld. Uh, before she goes to bed every night. Mm-hmm. I don't really understand it. helps it. me fall asleep. Yeah. But is it really funny though? Yeah. It's very funny. Okay. Cool. So I'm just going to go right into the Netflix synopsis. That's typically what I do. But I'd love for you to go ahead and read that for us. Due to an error, self-absorbed Eleanor Shell Strop arrives at the good place after her death. Determined to stay, she tries to become a better person. Kristen Bell and Ted Danson star in this wacky afterlife comedy that won a Critics' Choice Award. Yeah, great. I mean, that gets me pretty excited. That's a pretty uh, pretty detailed synopsis, believe it or not. We've had synopsis in the past that's just like not very appealing, but they put a little bit of effort into that one. So anyway, some fun facts um, and stats in regards to The Good Place. So season one of The Good Place… It's actually 92% certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. Ooh, that's that's great. Also, it has two primetime Emmy Award nominations in 2018 and five nominations in 2019, including one for Outstanding Comedy Series. But it doesn't seem like they actually won. Okay, but that's still good to be nominated. <laughs> yeah, right? definitely. Definitely. I mean, it's good to be… It was probably up against like Veep. Yeah. Like the best. Exactly. So, stiff competition. Doesn't take away from the fact that I'm sure, you know, the show is also really good. It feels another year. So, also two Golden Globe Award nominations in 2019, um, but again, did not win. But again, we're not saying that it's not great. So, okay, as Brittany mentioned, Eleanor Shellstrop is the main character. It's played by Kristen Bell. Um, so she is a newly dead, successful but selfish, amoral saleswoman from Phoenix, Arizona. Now, then we got Chidi, who's played by William Harper, who is also deceased. Okay, obviously. And he's a… All these people are dead. Yeah, all these people are dead. Let's just clarify that, okay? This show is about the afterlife. Um, He used to be a professor of ethics and moral philosophy um, from Senegal. And then we got Tahani, uh, who is pretentious, wealthy British philanthropist. Her eternal soulmate is Jianyu, aka Jason, right? Who is played by Manny Jacinto. And then I'd probably say Michael is probably the only other really important character. And he's played by Ted Danson. Mm-hmm. The the guy who actually architected and built the good place. The the, the heaven essentially. Mm-hmm. And he's not human. I don't think. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So just to jump right into it. So Eleanor is a woman who wakes up in a heaven-like uh, neighborhood of the afterlife known as the good place. And now Michael, the architect that we were just discussing, uh, he informs Eleanor that she is here because she had led a righteous life as a lawyer who defended innocent people on death row. As Eleanor watches an orientation video with her neighbors, 
she learns that every human scores positive or negative points based on their actions on Earth. So consequently, only those with the high score are admitted to the good place. So for example, it's like if you pick up a piece of trash unwarranted, it's like plus 10 points. Mm-hmm. But then like you steal something, it's minus 50 points. Yeah, but then there was like really bad things. Like if you're a Nazi, it's like minus like a billion points. Yeah, exactly. So some things were just unforgivable. Yeah, so that's kind of how it starts off. But the the tone is very like light and funny and really, really well written. So basically, Eleanor ends up in the good place. But turns out that they've made a mistake. And uh, Eleanor had taken someone else's spot. The other Eleanor shells drop because like she was like a pretty horrible human being in in the real life, right? So um, Chidi, who is supposed to be her eternal soulmate in in the good place, he's all excited to like meet Kristen Bell. Mm -hmm. But then when she's like, hey, I'm like actually a fraud. But can you like please help me so that I don't go to the bad place? That'd be great. You know, mm-hmm. so he unwillingly has to help her. And then we meet like Tahani and all this and that. And then um, episode one ends with uh, Eleanor basically asking Chidi, mm-hmm. please help me stay and don't rat me out. Okay, this recap, it gets a little bit detailed, okay? But but the point is… She's working towards trying to be a better person so yes. she can stay. So this was kind of her first effort. Exactly. And it goes a little awry. But the, but the big problem is, is that, again, Michael, the architect of this entire good place, he built everything perfectly the way that he wanted it to. But Eleanor being in the good place, every time she does something bad, it totally screws up the entire ecosystem mm-hmm. of the good place. So, for example, uh, Eleanor lies or she, she talks badly about somebody. Then, like, trash starts raining from the sky and… And, you know, like ladybugs the size of buildings start coming out. And all these people that are great people are like, what is going on? Uh-huh. And Michael, aka Ted Danson's like, I don't know what's happening. Something is wrong. I must have done something. I must have… Right. Which then increases Eleanor's anxiety of being found out. Exactly. And uh, Chidi, who's the guy who unwillingly has to help her. Or is at least deciding between helping her or not. You know… He's also has extreme anxiety because he's like, dude, I I paid my dues to be in this good place, but like, why do I have to help this horrible person, right? Um, and then and he's epi- a good person, so he's exactly do it. exactly. So the second episode um, basically ends where you kind of see her turning and making an effort to become better, and then a note slips under her door and it says like. I know who you are or mm-hmm. I know your secret. And then you're like, oh my god. Who knows that she's not actually her? And then episode two ends. Brittany, what do you think about The Good Place so far? I like it. I mean, it hooks you because… I mean, it's like that you want to know. What does it look like? Like what is this manifestation of heaven or whatever it's supposed to be look like? So you instantly are intrigued… It's kind of like those like apocalypse movies. You're just curious to know what the setup is. Mm-hmm. So that had me hooked in the beginning. I mean, it's an interesting story. It's a little chaotic, but I think I like it so far. Did you laugh? I laughed. <laughs> like, did you really laugh your heart out? Or were you kind of just like, mm. I think I was so nervous about what 
what's coming right now that I don't think I was You're taking a lot of mental notes. It. You're taking yeah. a lot of mental notes. Yeah. So you're prepared to dive into these themes then. Sure. Okay, great. Okay, so topic number one. Okay, this is what's been every… It's on everybody's mind. Whether you're watching this for, you know, comedic relief or not. But the existence of an afterlife. Okay, so what happens to us after we die? Um, this is a, a theme that's reoccurred in some of our past episodes. Like with Simu. Mm-hmm. Simu Liu who is aka Shang-Chi. Of the course. first Avenger we've ever had in Dive Studios. You know he recalled an episode of Black Mirror called San Junipero. I guess it has some parallels to The Good Place in some way. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, Brittany. Do you believe in an afterlife? <laughs> <laughs> I also just want to say that this was quite a loaded episode to just jump right into. Yes I do. Mm-hmm. I think it provides a lot of hope for why we're doing everything we're doing now and helps with loss and yeah. Mm-hmm. What I liked about the good place was how they didn't really make it seem like one religion was right over the other. They're just yes. like, you know, when when uh, Eleanor gets to the good place like headquarters and Michael is like, "Hey, you have any questions for me?" She's like, "So what was it? Who was right?" You know, right? And then turns out. He's like, oh, it was like 5% Buddhism, you know, 5%. Everyone uh, was a little bit right. Everyone was a little bit right. I can, yeah. I don't want to touch too much on that. But Britt, I think this is a, this is an interesting question for you. But do you believe in soulmates as they've touched on in this show? Yes. Why is that? <laughs> do you think we're soulmates? <laughs> yes. Why? What makes you think that? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I think we're soulmates. What, I hope we are. What is a soulmate? Why don't we just go in and define what that is? Do you want to go first? Yeah. I'll go first. So I think a soulmate is… The idea is that your soul is meant to mate with one other person. <laughs> right? And it was like… Mate. And it was like predetermined. Yeah. Right? So I'm going to have to agree with you Britt. I think we are soulmates and I'll tell you why. Reason number one. Okay. <laughs> Britt and I, I always joke about this even during our rehearsal dinner. But like the fact that we ended up together after all of these years, I don't think it's a coincidence. Okay. Secondly, the fact that I ended up going to a prep school 30 minutes from my home with like predominantly like all white people, you know, Mm -hmm. who are probably like, whoa, who's like this Asian dude? We've never seen an Asian person in our lives. And then there's Brittany who was like, ooh, like… This Asian guy kind of… so much confidence. <laughs> he's got my attention. He's pretty short. <laughs> and he's got kind of a interesting haircut. You know? Well he had a, a shaved head with braces. With braces. <laughs> but something definitely… Uh, how do I say? Actually Bernie and I met officially when we were in the 6th grade. But we didn't actually speak to each other. I don't remember you yeah. until ninth grade. Yeah. And you know that's for a lot of different reasons. Because you know in middle school everyone is a little bit more more concerned about you know who they are as an individual. And so it's really hard to ignore the most popular kid in school. AKA me. So Bernie was mean to me in 6th grade. I don't want to go too much into it. But the few interactions we had it wasn't like pleasant. Right? I think you like scowled at me. I was very insecure middle school awkward girl. Fair enough. And you were like towering over me as well. Yeah. So… 
that was that was definitely a little bit intimidating. But anyways, ninth grade, we meet up. We're in this class called People of the Book where we're like reading the Old Testament. And, well, we, yeah, kind of. Right? Yeah. And Brittany like approaches me and she's like, Hi, I'm Brittany. We have mutual friends. Like, do you want to be friends? And I'm like, whoa, whoa. Pump the brakes here. <laughs> What's up, Commit Quit family? This is Eric here. And this week's episode of Commit Quit is supported by BetterHelp.com. Now, if you guys have been listening to Commit Quit or my music or my interviews, you guys know that I discuss mental health and my feelings and emotions pretty openly. And the reason I do that is because I think it's important to normalize discussions around it. Because for some reason... Apparently, people just feel uncomfortable talking about it and sharing it. Now, I think it's important to normalize it, especially because early on in my career in Korea, you know, I wanted to go see a therapist about how I was feeling, and it was very much frowned upon, and I was discouraged from doing so. And that's why I'm really excited to share with you today's sponsor, our supporter, it's BetterHelp, because they allow people to get access to therapy and counseling at any time from any place without having anybody know. So it's BetterHelp. Better H-E-L-P. It's an affordable alternative to offline counseling, and they also provide financial aid for people who need it. They have licensed professional counselors who are specialized in a ton of different areas from depression, stress, anxiety, relationships, sleeping, LGBT matters, grief, anger, etc., etc. Whatever you want to talk about, anything you're going through, they have the right person for you to talk to them about it. Now, it's much more affordable and convenient than seeking somebody out in person, especially during these times of coronavirus. In fact, some people are using it that they're hiring a lot more counselors. So I speak a lot on living a healthy, happy, fulfilled life. And I just want you to know that there are resources available for you to do so as well, such as betterhelp.com. And as a listener of Commit or Quit, you can get 10% off your first entire month by visiting betterhelp.com slash dive studios. You can join more than 1 million people who are taking charge of their mental health and happiness. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, BetterHelp.com slash dive studios for 10% off your first month. I just signed up to try it out and I just got a message. So I'm just scheduling my my consultation, my counselor. And I, I don't know what I'm going to talk about yet. But anyways, if you guys, again, are interested, check it out. BetterHelp.com slash dive studios. Now back to this amazing show. Commit to quit. Thanks. Aren't you the girl that like threw me into a locker and told me to go back to where I came from? I never said that. I would never do that. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. That didn't happen. That was a very nice person. Yeah, I know. But anyways, I kind of caught off guard and we ended up being friends. and, And then we stayed friends. Even throughout college, we never dated or anything like that. And then, you know, before you know it, fast forward to when we're 22, I have a broken foot. We go to like a little vacation place, which is like… With my family. With your family, which again, we weren't dating, which is kind of like… Weird. Pretty weird for you to invite your non-boyfriend to a vacation. (laughs) But we were friends. We were homies. None of my other friends could go. Exactly. So I was like fourth round pick. I ended up going… I'm in a… Soccer ball cast with my foot. So I'm immobile and on crutches. Yeah. And I've never felt so helpless in my life at this point. And… Are you going to talk about the sandwich? Yeah. (laughs) And Brittany would make me a plate of food. And she would serve me first. And then she would like 
serve herself later. I hate this as like the reason you fell in love with me is because I made you a good sandwich. That's not why. I've, that's not I why. I served I've, you so you fell in love with me. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. No. I guess maybe we knew it all along but it just needed something like a moment like that to make me be like, whoa, why aren't we together? Mm-hmm. Right? Okay. I took care of you. Yeah, she took care of me and and when you're like weak and vulnerable, you know, you it it that kind of deed amplifies times 15. So guys, ladies out there who may have a crush or someone of interest, the best thing to do is probably catch them at their weakest moment <laughs> no. and then like help them, right? <laughs> Invite guess. them on a trip <laughs> with your family. I don't think we're really cut out to give advice. <laughs> we had a long road. Yeah. Indeed. It was a but long road. To the soulmate thing, it's there was something about you. I just couldn't shake you starting in ninth grade. So there was always something there. Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate that. I really mm-hmm. do. Cause this again, as Brittany had said, I had braces and a shaved head. The Okay, I don't want to spiral off in too many side stories. But just to give you guys some context of what I look like with a shaved head and braces and 115 pounds and like 5 foot 5. Okay. I remember coming into school. The star of the… Okay, the star this of the, the football team. Okay, his name is Andre Hicks. Andre, if you're listening, I still love you. <laughs> okay, but you probably don't even remember this. I walk into math class. I had shaved my head. Because I was just sick of like… Trying to have the white person like flippy hair. I was like, you know what? This is me. I'm going to shave my head. I'm going to be faster. You know, more aerodynamic. And this is just the new me. So I show up Monday morning. I go into the math class. I sit down and people are like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, (laughs) dude, nice. And like people are touching my head. I'm like, yeah, I know. It looks awesome. It looks awesome. Andre looks at me. He sits next to me, right? This is the captain of like the football team. He looks at me. He goes, yo, man. Like, why'd you shave your head? I was like, dude, I mean, it makes me faster like you, bro. Like, you know, fast. And then he looks at me. He goes, nah, (laughs) man. You shouldn't have done that. (laughs) Savage comment. I will never forget when you showed up to school with that shaved head. Really? Yeah. And I had like blue braces on too. It was. I have a picture of it. Oh yeah, you do actually. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, that's what I look like. But despite all odds, to go back to the soulmates, there's just something in Brittany's heart that said, even though this guy is easily a 3 out of 10 right now, I will hold out on the promise that almost 10 years later, he'll easily be a solid 8.5. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. Okay. That's just a joke. If you guys are tuning in for the first time, I apologize. You know, this is Mr. and Mrs. Nam just on their first podcast episode ever. Okay? So here's a bit of a silly question. In the afterlife, like The Good Place, and how like it was perfectly constructed so that people, mm-hmm. you know, it's like it's built out so that like everybody loves frozen yogurt. And so like there's like an unlimited like frozen yogurt stand that like has every flavor in the world in one bite. Like and you could take flying lessons. Like you can basically do whatever you want as you like that you couldn't do on earth. You can do it in this good place because you've earned it. Now yeah. Brittany if there is a good place like this. What is a non-negotiable in your good place that you absolutely need? Dogs. 
<laughs> just a whole bunch of puppies. A bunch of puppies? Oh, yeah. Well, it would be… I always think of the afterlife as just reconnecting with everyone you've lost. So for me, it would be grandparents and dogs. I've been very fortunate not to lose too many people in my life. But yeah, I just expect my all of my old dogs to just be waiting for me. Yeah. I mean, that sounds ideal. But also at the same time, these dogs, like you're not having to like take them out anymore. They're just like constipated and perfect. But I love taking them out. I love everything about being a dog mom. Yeah. That is true. There is something extremely rewarding and comforting of like Rocky pooping and then us picking it up. Mm-hmm. And seeing a healthy doo-doo and saying our boy is healthy. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're relieved. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay, what what would my afterlife look like? Your afterlife would look like… Well, first off, you wouldn't be there because I'm going to be the first one to go. Statistically, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, in my afterlife, I hope to see my grandparents who I like never really got to know. And yeah. then just friends, you know, people that we loved in uh in one place including dogs and penny and scooby penny and scooby for sure um and yeah and then i'll also just be watching and you know seeing you just like having a grand old time you know and i'll just check in time and time and me and rocky will be kicking it like old times (laughs) you know so topic number two there is a lot of talk in this show about uh Becoming a good person, right? That's what Eleanor's whole goal is right now. To prove herself that she belongs and that she can help her and mentor her to be less selfish. Right? Mm -hmm. So let me ask you this, Brittany. At a certain point, is it too late to become a better person or can people change? I think people can definitely change. I don't think it's too late for anybody. Um, But the interesting thing… About the good place was you can try to be good, but it's the intentions behind it. They talked a lot about that. Like if you just think that you need to be a good person to stay there, like are you actually a good person if you're only doing it to benefit yourself? And that reminded me, remember in like high school when like they would tell us to like go do community service or different activities because it would increase like your… Resume. Yeah. But but then on the flip side… People are still going and doing it. So it's still a good thing. Right. So I thought that was interesting. So what do you think? You think… It, well, no. I don't know. It's it's an interesting concept between intentions and then just doing the good deed. Of course it's better to be good intentioned, right? In doing this thing. But if it's still getting done and it's helping somebody, then it, to me it's still valid. Yes, I agree. But I feel like there's always… A slight element of selfish intentions when you're doing something good. Because most people do good things because it makes them feel good. Yep. You do good things and you're positive. Then like most likely good things will come back your way. If you're a negative person and you're doing bad things. Most likely bad results will come your way. If you're Walter White in Breaking (laughs) Bad. And you are dealing meth and creating you know… And basically destroying an entire town because of your product. There will be a price to pay. Dude, what did we just watch recently that was about like… 
was it Chernobyl? Mm-hmm. When he was like, lies always oh, have debts. Lies. A lie is just a debt to the truth. And that debt will always be paid. Ooh, very Game of Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. Like, I really liked that line. Yeah. And we watched this episode like several days ago. But Brittany is very, very smart. And she can remember <laughs> it word for word. That's pretty awesome. Okay, Britt. Here is the ultimate question. Okay, because there's not really that much to analyze from this because it's all about the afterlife and doing good deeds. The reason why I talk about scope is like there are just there's so many issues in the world right now. Okay, like on top of climate change, on top of like unrest in certain countries. Okay, like there are just so many problems. Okay, but as one human being, how much can you do with time that you have and the resources that you're given? Well, we had this conversation actually, like I can't remember when, but it was like as an individual, you get to choose the causes that you care about and how you spend your time. And I don't think one person can't take care of all of the problems. So just picking something that matters to you and just running with it, I think is good enough. Mm -hmm. You know, because you can't solve every problem you just listed. This isn't on the outline right now, but Britt, right now, would you think that Your score, your aggregate score, according to the good place, would be in the green or in the red? (laughs) Well, what would you say? Oh, you're just going to throw it back back at me? What do you think for me? I think you would be well above the green. Thanks, sweetie. Brandy used to… I don't know if it's because you thought we were going to be soulmates one day. But like even in high school, she would see me 7 a.m. in the morning. And I'm like totally stressed. uh, Bags under my eyes at 16 years old. And you would let me copy your homework. (laughs) I don't know if that makes me a good person or an enabler. (laughs) (laughs) But I appreciated it. And I know that I wouldn't be here without without you. If I couldn't get through high school, I would have had a lot more problems. You know? I I agree a little bit with that. Um, And your brothers could agree to that as well. Yeah. You know, we… As Brittany had briefly mentioned, we all lived in the same house together for like six weeks at the beginning of quarantine. And you guys are familiar with Eric and Brian's living situation in Korea and how Brian basically bums off of Eric, wears his clothes, leaves trash lying around. And Eric has like frozen strawberries and we get the banter back and forth. But Brittany was living in a house with Nam brothers and Rocky. And… I remember my mom calling me and just checking in every day and being like, is Brittany okay? Like, is she doing okay? But I think that… Uh, I think I think you did… I think you did great. You really well, took care of all of us. Like, even Brian's running around stressed. I'm stressed. Eric's writing his album. We're totally stressed. But you are just our, our, our pillar of strength during that time. Well, that's sweet of you to say. But I was also very well taken care of. I mean… I didn't see any messes. Brian literally jumped out of his chair to do the dishes after every meal. Mm-hmm. Same with Eric. I don't know about you so much. <laughs> you got a little comfortable. That's just marriage, baby. <laughs> but no, it was really good. And I, I was glad I could be a sounding board or a mediator in moments of stress. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so… 
going back to the original question, Brittany is definitely <laughs> in the green, I would say. I mean, outside of but just helping me. there's always room me, for improvement. Sure. But outside of just being in the green for just things that are encounters and stuff, Brittany just has a very, very good heart. She <sighs> reminds me a lot of my mother. They're very, very similar in some ways. And um, I'm, I'm very, very thankful for that because… If I didn't have Brittany, I'd probably be just doing a ton of crime. <laughs> like, you know? I don't think so. I think you would have Probably been like, just, yeah. Britt, thank you for helping me fulfill my destiny and becoming a podcaster well, slash manager. Only a little nudge is all you needed. Yeah. Well, thank you very much. Is there anything else that we should cover about the good place? I mean, where do you think it's going to go? Where do you think it's going to go from here? I think there's going to be some twists. I think there's something off about Ted Danson's character. Okay. You're talking about Michael, the architect? Yes. And I think they're going to play out this whole her becoming a good person for a while. Maybe she'll find some allies. Yeah. Do you want to just take a moment and just kind of guess what's going to happen? I think… I haven't seen any more than two episodes. Well, I did. I do know one thing. I do know that Manny's character is also… Mm. Spoilers. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. If you but don't... I know that he's also an error. Like he's not supposed to be there. Yeah. I know that. But I think that something is awry in the neighborhood. More than just her. Because mm. I don't think the afterlife really messes up that bad. And just blips someone in. I think it's more like there is a reason that she was brought there. Yeah. Definitely like it's some sort of big test or something for her. Or it's like a purgatory sort of situation. Where she has to prove herself to get to the actual real good place. Yeah. But I think there's something about Ted Danson's character. What I'd like to see is like all these other people… What's her name? Like Tahani and Chidi kind of having like a darker side. Or like you know, think, you know imperfections in some ways. Like we already kind of see it with Tahani. Being like very like or pretentious. Or just oblivious and it's just a good person. Could be. But I do feel bad for Chidi, the guy that's helping her out. Because like everyone was promised in the good place during their orientation that their true soulmate exists in the good place. And he's like so excited to meet Eleanor. But, but as the- we know from personal experience, you don't always know it's your soulmate the first time you meet them. Exactly. So that's what, I mean that's what I think. They're going to end up together. Mm-hmm. Um, he's already developing a soft spot for her, even if we don't see it. I don't know. I I see that thing happening, but beyond that, for it to stretch over four seasons, and we're talking like some really heavy, deep writing and twists and turns. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Emmy nominated, Golden Globe nominated, did not win anything, <laughs> but still stiff comp. Yeah, stiff competition, but still quite good, I would say. But I feel like I've taken enough of your time today. And why don't we just cut to the chase. Moment right, of truth. Right. Okay. Yeah. Like, are we going to commit or quit this show despite Manny Jacinto being a friend and having come <laughs> on the podcast prior? Objectively speaking, would you commit or quit this show after two episodes? I would commit. But it's more of a casual viewing experience for me. Yes. Like I'll watch it folding laundry or like… In the kitchen or cleaning. Like I love watching stuff when I do that. And that would be a good show for that. Okay. But it's not like eating dinner after dinner. Sitting down and like really excited to watch it. 
great analysis there. And I, I'm going to have to agree with you on this one. I think this is a this is a commit. But again, it, 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 it isn't like… I think what's become tough for this show, right? Is that like everything is situational. At the time at which you watched it, you can objectively say is this worth committing to or quitting. But like the reality is this show, Commit or Quit, was born in out of the time of quarantine and lockdown. You know, so you best believe we watched a lot of TV shows. A lot of TV shows and movies over the last four or five months. So with that being said, the bar is so high. Brittany and I just rewatched all of Breaking Bad. We watched all of Better Call Saul You're per, embarrass us per, <laughs> per Harry Shum Jr.'s recommendation. Which that was by far the… Okay, well, I think that's one of the best recommendations to come out of this show yeah, so far. I agree. So shout out Harry. Harry came in and he recommended Better Call Saul. And we're like… Oh. Well, we were like, I thought it was boring. My brother Alex told us it was boring. And so… Best show on television. Yeah, Sorry really about it. And we've spent like… Seriously like 50 hours watching all of those seasons. So anyways, the bar is so high. E10 one class. That was a winner. Yeah. Like even uh, extracurricular. Yeah, I liked that too. Brandy's seen all of the nervous. shows that have been covered on Commit or Quit so far. Because obviously we share our same time together. So Brittany's bar is also very, very high. So the good place is good. But it's not the exceptional place. Well, it's just a different… You have to say it's a different genre. It's a different it's genre. casual viewing. Right. Right. It's like listening to like Pharrell's Happy at a time like right now. Which like… <laughs> but sometimes you need that. Well, like that's why I love my reality TV shows. Because right. it's something that I don't have to listen to every single word to know what's going on. You know what I mean? It's important. Yeah. There's certain moods I need to. Yeah. I agree. To. So again, it's like Happy by Pharrell. You can listen to it all the time. It's kind of summer. It's kind of light. Mm -hmm. you know. But sometimes you want to just lock yourself in a room. Play My Chemical Romance or Dashboard Confessional and like cry. And there are movies for that too. There so, are. Anyways. Such a wide variety of content out there. So anyways. Stake of this show. It's a commit for me. With a caveat that you should be in a certain mood to watch it. Anyways. So that's two commits for us. That's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. I actually prefer doing this show with you. It feels a little bit easier. And I know you're not like mad at me well, while I'm recording like, this. You're like the host right now. So it's kind of oh. like your dream. Oh, so you're saying that… <laughs> I am the new Eddie and you're the Eric. So okay. So how do I do? A scale of 1 to 10. It's pretty good. I made you feel comfortable. Yeah. Like you're… But I'm like having a hard time reading you to know if… We're going to turn this off and we have to do it all over again. No, no, no. We're definitely not doing this all over again. <laughs> um, but I, I hope you'll come back and join us again at some point. Because honestly, it's a lot easier wrangling you than the what bros. What are you saying? I'm not busy. <laughs> Just saying like we can, be, to do. we can be in the same room. That's yeah, pretty great. That's true. Okay. So anyways. Alright guys. That brings us to another episode of Commit or Quit. Hope you enjoyed hearing our thoughts on the Good Place episodes 1 and 2. You can catch full episodes of this podcast and all other podcasts from our Dive Studios network on youtube.com backslash divepods. And while you're at it, tag us on our Twitter at the Dive Studios to let us know if you agree with our decision to commit to it or quit. Follow us on Instagram at the Dive Studios and at Dive Studios on TikTok. 
And be sure to subscribe to Dive Studios on YouTube at youtube.com backslash Dive Studios. And subscribe to our Patreon as well at patreon.com backslash Dive Studios. Lastly, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast so that you don't miss any new episodes. There's a follow button. There's a subscribe button on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. I think Google Podcasts is no longer existing. But subscribe so we don't have to remind you. And it zings you Friday morning. You go, oh, wow. I really want to listen to Brittany and Eddie talk. They're really, (laughs) really great. (laughs) Huh? Yeah. Either we're going to get renewed for one more episode together or (laughs) we're totally axed. Okay? But anyways, thank you for joining us, Brittany. I hope you come back soon. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Thanks.